Welcome everyone to a new episode of Two Nosy Meerkats where we are pew, pew, pew. finally pew, 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 pew. Uh, we are we are reaching a milestone on this podcast. We have today not only one heterosexual guest but, but two. two. <laughs> you guys are our ever. first. You are popping our heterosexual cherry. Not mine, am I right? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And presumably not Lucas's either. But no, (laughs) give it up for wonderful comedians Lee Land and Maxim Allen. Thank you guys for being on the pod. Hello, so glad to be on it. I'm so excited. We are so happy to have you guys on because, you know, as Gabby has said many a time on episodes of this podcast is that straight people do not get enough representation. We are oppressed <laughs> mm-hmm. by these these queers just dominating the world. When are the straight people going to get their turn in the limelight? Yeah, I honestly feel bad for you guys. I mean, what exactly. is it? You just have it's to just, what, eat all the bland food. I'm confusing it with white people, which I am. <laughs> <laughs> just confusing all of the <laughs> top groups that in the, the well, they're not actually the top groups whoa yeah. this is off to a crazy start whoa, whoa. T- we've are been you selling sa- a lot of listeners so why don't you just why don't you say what you really mean the normal people and then there's just like we know what you really think gabby we know yeah. what you really think no we, it's uh, notorious i'm notorious we that. were yeah we were binge watching some rupaul's drag race seasons beautiful and then lucas you showed us love is blind and going from rupaul's drag race to love is blind was like oh this is why people shit on straight people because we're so boring oh it's the worst it's <laughs> totally the, fair it's, if you were trying to like advertise straight people love is blind is not what you would want as your content it would not, not... compared to why drag do you want to advertise straight people love that's <laughs> why do you want to advertise that that's such a bad idea who wants to watch it it's been the same for a thousand years like fuck that shit in a world where there are too many gays <laughs> one group <laughs> reigns above it all <laughs> coming in 2021 straight people. garbage straights <laughs> Uh, Love is Blind is so dumb. Yeah, it is it bad. Just, yeah, Tell just us like more. yeah, they're just like their intentions are so clear and it's is and it's magnified through the camera and people are like, uh, I think I'm blah 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 blah. I'm like, you guys are just fucking stupid and boring. Just uh, go to a third world country, get some perspective. <laughs> Sorry, that <laughs> went to a really negative side. Really bad. I hated that show. Yeah, I I can't say I was a fan either. I watched the first episode and then I watched the last episode because it was one of those things where Mm. I was like, I think that I'm going to pick it up along the way. The most fun of it is when they're in the pods. That's the most fun part when they can't see each other. That's that's where the tension is. That's where it gets good. And then everything after is just anyway. It's like, love is blind. But then you see them and it's like, well, they're all yeah, they're all (laughs) drop dead gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, the I think if they can just like drop one to two people for each group, and one one to two ugly people to each group, it would be so fun. So when they're meeting the people on their own side, they'll be like, you know what? We have ugly people on our side, so they gotta <laughs> have ugly people on their side too. So now they gotta really think about it. They're like, oh, all the people on our side are hot. Probably it's the same on just it's. But do you think, okay, here's a question. 
Yes. I feel like the whole show would just fall apart if there was even one ugly person. Because they recruit from, like, Instagram influencers. Oh. And How do they recruit? Because I have someone who I know... I have a friend of mine from college who applied, who tried to get on the what? show. So I, oh, yeah. So, wait, how did they initially... So tell me, how did they... Um, uh, how did they recruit I'm pretty people? sure most of them are just, like, they'll find people with, like, big followings on Instagram and be like... Probably or at least... Agent or management... Yeah, that's how they mm. do it on Are You the One at least, which is another great reality show. But oh, I don't just... know about Are You the One. Oh, <laughs> I just I, came because I, fr- <laughs> I got so excited to talk about it. <laughs> Lucas, did you have yes. to break the news to your friend? He was like, "I didn't get on Love Is Blind," and you had to be like, "You're probably ugly." <laughs> she love isn't blind. Is love is be... blind, but casting is. <laughs> she is going to be heartbroken blind. when she listens to this. Oh, I'm so sorry, um, Lucas's friend. I'm sure you're fine. Yeah, no. I'm sure she's beautiful. It she was is me, beautiful. Actually, so she's I'm really gorgeous. upset you said that. You guys oh, you are, are so oh, nice. Yeah. We don't know if she's beautiful until we see a picture of her. We cannot just say she's beautiful. I mean, I can show no, you you're She is right. actually very beautiful, yeah. <laughs> Right. You're so right. We're just saying it. We're just yeah. spreading positivity in the universe, but for no reason. I mean, she couldn't be so ugly. It's so fucked up of us to just assume. Yeah. Welcome to Wait, another can I episode ask- of Two Judgmental Meerkats. I'll be your host, Matt Allen. This is Lee Land. We're happy to judge your friends. Two asshole them. meerkats. Two, ass- <laughs> two nosy assholes. Lucas, does she listen to the podcast? I don't know, actually. I'll tell her about this episode so she can hear the awful things you've been saying. I'm sure you're beautiful, or at least on the inside. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, God. So, wait, can I ask, like, so obviously, like, RuPaul's Drag Race, a million times more interesting. What would you say is, like, the most disappointing thing you were struck with when I showed, <clears throat> when I showed you uh, Love is Blind? profound straightness and i say that as a 100 percent straight man (laughs) yeah i think it's just like there gets to a point where you're like this is a bit much this is yeah it's what 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 it is for me is none of these people on the show seem to have like passions or hobbies or like diverse interests they're all just kind of hot people who like to eat and drink and go on vacation which is I don't know. You're forgetting, you're forgetting about Cameron's um, burning passion for rap. You are forgetting. Oh. Did you oh, see that? Bit? Yeah. I don't. I think we skipped around. We kind of watched okay. in the background because well, there's a <laughs> there's a darling moment where Cameron is meeting his wife's fiance, and so his wife. Well, his no, wife's no, his, fiance. <laughs> I'm Cameron her. is a bull. I go college. <laughs> went. Um, <laughs> he's meeting his fiance's mother. Who, uh, yeah, and his fiance. Oh, I is, remember that. Yeah, his fiance is African American, and she's never dated a white dude before. And so the very first white dude that she brought to meet her mom, uh, he's like, "Well, I like rapping." <laughs> and he starts it doing like. It was very adorable. He was it, like it was really decent, sweet. even. He wasn't that bad, but yeah, it was he's also decent. But her mom was just like the huh. It was like <laughs> that's a bit much. Did that's... she approve of him in the end? I can't yeah, remember. she loves yeah, him. She, she right. adores him. I yeah. think that they're that Cameron and Lauren, right? I think they're still together, from what I hear of the rumor mill. They, they were like hailed as the sweethearts of the show. They were hailed as yeah. 
That's yeah. those the are the likeable. only two that I actually liked. When I saw them at the beginning and saw them later in the season, I was like, these are two good people. I hope they make it. Yeah, yeah. Max, I think I think you're on to something. I feel like when I watched a little bit of the show, it reminded me of why I think I would have been good if I joined like a sorority. Like, <laughs> I feel like all you have to do is just be like, food, I'll eat it. And everyone's like, oh my God, you're hilarious. Who just says <laughs> stuff like that? That's so crazy and quirky. Wait, wait, wait. Ga- so Gabby, how... How different do you think you would be if you if you had joined a, a sorority? Oh, that is such a good question. Because um, mm. I always think about that with how different would I be if I had siblings. So I wonder like mm. how like different ways your brain mm. might if have I bought and stuff. siblings, how different would I be? <laughs> I think yeah. I would ultimately be the same, but maybe a little bitchier. Like I think there's a side of me that could totally come out that's like super duper like gossipy and just like a girl walks mm. in the room and I say hi how are you oh my god you're so cute and she leaves the room I'm like that girl's a fucking bitch but that's a part of me that I hide deep down inside because it's it's not nice but it is fun and it is satisfying um, <laughs> and I think I would have let more of that out of me if I had joined a sorority maybe I would have a better job though because I know maybe I would have a job because <laughs> I know working People, yeah, I would have a job professionally networking. I, I know that people, like, join sororities and fraternities, and then people in, like, hedge funds or whatever, like, oh, I was in that fraternity. Mm-hmm. Did you have to put the cookie dough helmet on your head? Oh, okay, well, let's uh, promote you to sales. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe I fucked up. That's think, my answer. I think you should establish a sorority chapter where the cookie dough helmet is the founding element of it. Like, this mm. is a sorority, and in this sorority, we all wear whatever this cookie dough <laughs> helmet is that you <laughs> The sisterhood pitched. of the traveling cookie dough helmet? Yes. <laughs> We're a Kappa I, Delta I cookie dough, and we... I, I, don't have any, I don't have anything. I was hoping someone would... Lucas, that was that. so... I wanted to hear it. <laughs> it was on the tip of my tongue. I wanted I'm it. I'm sorry. It's okay. How do, you, how do you think you would have been different if you... Had joined, a had joined a sorority. Um, or if you joined mm. a sorority. Mm. If I had joined a sorority, I think I think I would pull off a white dress a lot better if I had some sisters to help me uh, mm. get into it. Because they always, I remember like friends that had, they were in sororities, they were always wearing white dresses. And I was like, is this, is this and a And white cult? converse. <laughs> yeah. It was mm. very, very midsummer very vibes. I don't like Yeah, that. very midsummer vibes. Wait, Max, wait, so. I'll, I'm thinking about how I would have changed if I was in like fraternity. Maxim, were you in a fraternity? No, I think uh, when I got to college, I was kind of, um, I'm going to say just in a weird place. I was a very, mm-hmm. you wouldn't recognize me. I was a very angry, like self-isolating type person. And so when Ooh. I got to college, I was like, I'll make my own friends. I don't need to pay for friends, whatever. Fuck those people. And then when I got, like, three years into college, I was like, you know, it might have been nice to, like, chill out and, like, just hang with some people. But I think I stand firmly anti-fraternity at the end. I'm not trying to be mean. I saw saw Maxim's picture when he was in college. His bands are... Yeah, his bands was really long. I'm like, I don't think any... Fred will accept somebody no with long bangs. No, you should you see know? my high school pictures. They're bad. I mean, I've seen me... your bangs in in those in those pictures. It's it's something to behold. It's 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 hot I, stuff. 
Are you I, talking like Zoe Deschanel bangs? Like no, what? just like you remember. She wishes. You remember like the the nondescript 2008 skater haircut, which was how, just how could I forget? Yeah, never yeah, shout the, never. The kind of the kind you flip. It's just like yeah, yeah, uh-huh. it's like, what, like Bieber in 2009. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So like I grew up my and whole that, life just having that. And that plus glasses. And glasses. Ooh. At the my same hair, time. My hair would come down and it would ski jump off my glasses. Like it would swoop upwards because <laughs> it would just bend off of them. It was so dumb. Aww. So you wouldn't have dated Maxim if you'd met him in college? Oh, no way. <laughs> Look at her face! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I was, no. I was thinking if I had joined a frat, I think I would have been miserable. I don't think I would have gone well with a with a fraternity at all. I remember I was having, I was at a party because like a friend of mine from my freshman year hall brought me to his fraternity for a party, and like this dude was trying to pitch it to me, and I was just like, I'm everything he said. I was like, I don't like the way this sounds. He was like, Yeah, you have to pay a membership fee to live in the house. I was like, That sounds awful. I don't. That's <laughs> yeah. And it was just it just I never, I'd never just like hung out with just like a bunch of dudes. It's always been like, because I grew up in like, cause like high school theater and stuff, and then I did theater in college. So it was always like a mix of guys and girls. It was always a healthy, and that made me feel like very balanced. But just like dudes and alcohol just kind of like just gave me the willies. I don't like it. I think the, the Olympic drinking is also kind of scary. Like if you're yes, not a big that. drinker, just like how they haze you and like make you drink a shitload and just like, it's all about drinking all the time. Yeah. If you're not into that, you're not going to vibe. You know, they should, they should just make people to do open mics. <laughs> That's amazing, <laughs> open micing. Yeah, like like in front of a really hostile crowd. crowd. That would be way much better than drinking, way much more fun for other people to watch. Oh, wait, this is actually a good idea. The idea of, like, um, instead of, like, putting your body through physical stress for hazing, psychological warfare. Right? You have, yeah. to, you have to do your first open mic at the Lantern. Oh, <laughs> no. Which, no, no, no. No, They're not shut Lantern. Down. They're shut down, okay? People's mic. It has to be Jimmy People's no! mic. No! Oh, my God. Yeah, like, that's a really good starting point if you're going to a frat or buka. Mm, Buka no, or Jimmy People's First time mic. I did Buka, it was actually really fun. It's Buka's those, a nice place. For those listening, yeah. Buka is like um so in New York there's a couple of weird open mics that are like um restaurants where real people are eating. And yeah. they have just like in a separate area, comedians just go practice their material in front of just like the people eating and other comedians. Yeah. And it's kind of weird. Like you're just. It's yeah, very weird. You feel. Weird. I feel. Ba- every time I was there, I would feel bad for the, pe- for the diners, the people eating there. See, we we actually met at Buka. That was our Aww. our place. But we were always in the bar area for the open mic, and that was fine. Mm. But like occasionally, the person who runs the mic would put it in the back on Friday nights in the restaurant area, and it was so intrusive. For the people eating, that it was just I couldn't take it. All you can hear is silverware. Mm. That's not good. That would be way too for me. That would be way too distracting. But is it silverware laughing? No, no. Now imagine okay. they want you. Are to you making shut it seem out. like an outdoor yeah. show where people are honking their horns, like yeah, just like clacking their knives and forks, like yeah, we like it. 
But it's like, imagine, okay, imagine you're going to perform an open mic. You're 18 years old, and your older frat brothers are roasting you and making you do this. And you go to an open mic in the back of a Nigerian restaurant where there are parties of 8 to 12 people having conversations and actively giving you nasty looks because you're trying to perform jokes to them. I'm having shivers go down my spine. This is good. This is a really good idea. Right? I'm afraid it would make too like too many comedians if it even made one or two frat guys comedians Ooh. because they're like if i can survive this i can always do comedy that's one too many <laughs> yeah that's oh, true yeah. that would be a little yeah mm. but i think that wouldn't happen for the most part i think for the most part people would be like wow i'm not joining a frat i am going to do charity work <laughs> make the world a better place yes those are the only two options you can't do theater or art it's just frats or charity <laughs> the two genders frats and charity <laughs> that's cute that you met at buka though i didn't i didn't that know was very that sp- but you said that you guys uh hung out mostly at the creek in the cave right no Is that right? mostly no? at buka oh okay he, he i used to go to the creek and cave a lot because i used okay. to live really close to it he went to their to hang out with me. So he went to Crick and Cave not to do the mics. Instead of he was just trying to be creepy. I wasn't trying to be mm. creepy. All right. I wanted to, in my defense. <laughs> I'm kidding. This it's pretty when... creepy that he like lives in your house. <laughs> like you should tell him to <laughs> go somewhere else. Honestly. I see him like every day. It's, 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 com- it's becoming a thing. <laughs> it's a little too much. Okay. In yeah. my defense. At the time. Lee was my best friend in New York comedy, and she was like, I'm going to do the creek. And I'm like, okay, I'll do the creek, and I'd go to hang out with her and do the creek mics. So it wasn't just, like, me trying to get after that. It was, like, mics and hanging out with one of my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Right. That was a very significant laugh. Wow, I want to hear was, your exploration. You are such very... a good friend to hang with me at the Kraken Cave at 2 a.m. in the morning at the basement. You're such a good friend. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Lee, will you, explain, will you explain your laugh? That why? The, the laugh you do? Why? I think the listeners will appreciate your story yeah. of why you do that laugh. Oh, I used to go to um, people's mic a lot all, every day. Mm-hmm. So I start my day. I, I start my mic from people's mic. Then I go to other mics. Then I end my day with Crick and Cave. So it's not a good start. It's not a good finish. So I developed a laugh every time when people on stage, like mostly straight white dudes, yeah. just say some really problematic stuff. It's- it's more of an attack than, mm-hmm. a, and, than an appreciation. Yeah, then it's, yeah, and it's not funny. It's like, if you're funny, then you will find your crowd. But if you're not even funny, then fuck you, right? Yeah. yeah. So I will say it's the look in your eyes that completes the laugh. It's just like, <laughs> and then you just like stare. Yeah. It's the perfect, it's... I, yeah, it's the happen. it's the hard stare. I just love it. It's like I could write a show on it. It's like yeah. <laughs> hunting for the look behind Lee's eyes. <laughs> so I just practice. I used to practice me and laugh at home. So when people are doing that stuff, I just like go, ha. That's Ooh. it. Then leave yeah. it blank. They're just like, 
I don't feel like that laugh is the kind of laugh I want. Like, what do you mean? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Is it a good laugh? What do you mean? I just love to watch people like get so con- problematic straight white dudes to get confused. Yeah, you know I, what's th- what's interesting. I feel like I've heard other people do that laugh at open mics, but like they're not doing it like you are out of the goodness of their heart. They're doing it because they just kind of want to show that they're there. <laughs> I've heard a lot of comedians like you'll tell a joke and they'll go, ah! I'm like, well, this wasn't your show. This isn't about yeah. you, man. I mean, five dollars. We've all tuned out of a comedian's joke and then tuned back in and just decided to fake laugh at the punchline without Dude, any just like look in your phone <laughs> and then you go back and then you go back to your phone immediately. Like, nice man, I'm sure that was good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great set, you too. <laughs> yeah. But what I like about but what I like about Lee's laugh is it, it's it's purely violent intent. Oh, it's so in good. the best way possible. It's so good. And as someone because Lee you, Lee and I know that we understand each other's need for revenge, and so I mm. respect it, and I live vicariously through it when it happens. Awesome. Now me, a softer person, hanging out mm. with Lee, <laughs> going, going to hang out with her, and then meeting her, and her being like, I worked on my evil laugh. Want to see? I tried to stop her from doing it, but she would practice at home. Just like, Not huh. anymore. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, that's amazing! Wait, Gabby, I don't know. I don't know if I told. Did I tell you um, the advice I gave to Lee about reven- about a revenge idea? Did I tell you this? No, no, no. Go on, and also okay, tell our so, listeners. Yeah. So, uh, to, so to our listeners, um, if you you uh, we need to introduce you guys properly. So, Maxim and Lee are very great comedians. They're also open mic hosts, and they. I can't live believe together. we're doing this like twenty minutes in the episode. Yeah. At this point, we're like, who we are cares? really people, professional. Um. <laughs> So they're they're a lovely couple of comedians. They live together, and they a few months ago, a couple months ago, they were um, like end of summer. They were moving out of a old apartment uh, from a roommate that was not that nice of a dude. He was mm-hmm. really, really not that nice of a dude. And He's I came very over, shitty. yeah, yeah. And I came over. I think it was just as they were like barely preparing to move out, and Lee was asking me. Um, because uh, she was thinking of ways to just have like a subtle little revenge on him, like about like stuff to leave in his apartment or maybe takes. And so, and she was like, Lucas, do you have any ideas? And without missing a beat, I said, shit in a cup, run your, dip your fingers into it and run it on the underside of the fridge because no one thinks to clean that. The under, oh my God, like the. <laughs> The Wait, underside the, of the fridge door, I, I meant to say. I thought to call it, like, the taint of the fridge. I don't know. That's the perfect. Taint of the, fridge, the taint yes. of the fridge. That is amazing. You're right. I've never thought to clean the underside. I hope no one's done that to me. I hope the real estate agent at our apartment wasn't like, these bitches, I hate them. I wish we could have sold this to someone else. Yeah. <laughs> she, uh... And the thing is, I'm a very uh, take the high road, non confrontational person. And all her. <laughs> Lee... I love Lee's disdain. Over uh, the like, uh, uh, like, I know. She, she's like telling me during the situation all the fucked up things she wants to do to get back at this dude. Oh, and, so many. So many. And I told what her. What were some ideas? I told you, her. Max, go on. I told her to not because it was stressing me out. I was like, listen, I just moved in 20 days ago and I'm getting kicked out with you. We have to find a new place. Let's not make it harder than it has to be. And then she kept, I would wake up and she would be on top of me and give me a hug. She'd be like, 
remember, don't be nice to <laughs> and I was like, and then she would be like plotting and telling me all the things she wanted to do. I'd get home from a long day at work and she'd be like, here's my idea. And I'd be like, I can't hear this. So Lee, please take it away with your ideas. <laughs> oh my. First of all, so I gotta say this roommate is really shitty, okay? He was. He's really shitty. We, we thought we were cool for a long time. Then mm-hmm. Maxim moved in. And he, like, remember, Maxim can, could only move in is because he let Maxim move in. So Maxim right. could not just move in like that. So 20 days that, oh, before Maxim moved in, he's like, um, I'm having second thought. So he got a girl come over to look at the place. And he, uh, he raised the price on the rent. $100 more. Uh, and he told Maxim, you know what? I can't rent the place out with this price. So you got to pay me this price. After promising me a lower price. Yes. Yeah, so he used that. To, he's like, I can't rent this place out. And then he used that as a leverage to charge Maxim, which is like such a red flag. Then 20 minutes after Maxim moved, he, Maxim still had boxes unpacked. And he's like, why are you guys getting a place together yourself? I was like, he just moved in. He's like, it doesn't matter. I was like, what? He's like, you guys are subletters. He's so rude. Just out of nowhere. We're like, do you want to talk? Can we just talk about it? He's like, what? I don't understand. What do we need to talk? I want you guys to move out. I know he's like, I normally have the, have this place. Um, people come and go in every three months. So people don't keep this place at their own space. So they don't get comfortable here. Which is bullshit okay what kind of weird like rom-com logic is that like i don't want you to get too comfortable here like can't get close to anyone (laughs) part of his logic he was like people are only supposed to stay here like three months and meanwhile lee had been living there from january to no that is a lie to be honest because he used that as a as an excuse but the reality was more like people normally just come and go in three months they're on their own schedule so mm-hmm. he never, like, there w- people just naturally were not planning on stay long-term there. So it's he just him. took the he just took the tendency as a rule. That's what he yes, was like. That's what exactly. he was doing. And I'm like, okay, you don't want us here. We don't want here. Then I'm like, okay, I thought you were my friend. Then clearly we're not. Then I'm not going to talk to you. I'm going to spend the rest of the month and I'm, I'm on my way out. And he got really mad because I just ignored him. Like, the way when I ex- ignore people, if you're watching I never want to cross you, Lee. Like, <laughs> I swear to fucking God. It's like, if you're watching me ignoring another person, you'll be like, damn, does that person even exist? That's, I think that's beautiful. And he was igno- yeah. she was ignoring him one morning. I'm still in bed. And a, a former roommate texted me like being all like upset about some situation and like and i like resolved this thing on my phone i put my phone down and then the our current roommate starts yelling at lee just like because she's ignoring him <laughs> oh god and that kind of kicked it off where it was just like all right fuck this dude and then lee started plotting her revenge <laughs> yeah can i say one of my favorite factoids about this dude is that he correct me if i'm wrong he's such a shitty dude that he tried to quarantine with his mom and his mom was like i don't want you here yeah his mom is like yeah oh did you forget that we don't get along i'm like damn your mom doesn't even like you i made you and now i'm gonna break you (laughs) 
sucks. Yeah. That is fucked, man. I mean, he must suck that much. He yeah. doesn't flush. He's almost 30. He doesn't flush the toilet. Number one and number two. He Jesus just forgets Christ. about it. He, like, like, is on his phone on the toilet, and then someone will call him, and he'll get distracted, and he'll just get up and walk out. Well, that's a red flag, but people are just calling him, and he, like, out of the blue, and he's not texting yeah. them back, like, can I call you later when I'm ready? Because th- that's a roundabout way of saying, like, I never just pick up people's phone calls. <laughs> what is this, no. 1993? Legit, I'm just gonna this... pick up the phone? <laughs> He just I live on my own time zone, bro. It's just me. <laughs> but for real, like, didn't he? All, didn't he? Wasn't his job? He sounds like a, like a, almost like a movie villain and like a teen rom com or something. Because like I would he's say, a manager for teenage SoundCloud rappers. Teenage rappers. I would say all teenage rappers. We shouldn't go into it too much, just in case, because it's like a very limited selection of people who would subject themselves. To this we can lifestyle. we can cut out this. We can cut out a we can cut out a chunk. That would, that's easy. <laughs> I'm just no, floored I'm by this drama. They were shooting a music video in our apartment. Theoretically speaking, if you're shooting a music video in somebody's living room, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that you can see a row of paper towel in the background, you're never going to make it, okay? <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Zero attention to detail. <laughs> Like, no. Can I say one of my favorite things about uh, a show? Uh, by the way, a uh, little plug. We're gonna. You guys will plug anything uh, you like at the end. But they run a uh, sort of uh, comedy production called Little Panda Productions on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember I was at. I think it was your first show by Jane's Carousel. Um, that I saw like fifty feet to the left was a. A mixtape music video shoot happening, yep. <laughs> I where that. people were just like rapping to the camera, but yeah. totally dead silent, while like Claire Alexander was doing stand up like much louder. <laughs> that was like it made me laugh so much. That was a wild them. time. I also want to say about before you get into your revenge plots, which I do want to hear. Mm. The, uh, you touched on something interesting when you were talking about ignoring people. Um, the one time during the pandemic, I had to, like, see somebody I didn't like. Um, I was, like, really nervous because, you know, during the quarantine, you can kind of generally, like, choose who... You- oh, I don't have to see you. Like, it's a pandemic. But it was, like, a big, you know, outdoor crowd. So I, like, had to see them. And I asked my sister for advice. And she was like, just pretend that you've never met this person. And I was like, no, that's petty. Like, we have history. Like, we know each other. We hate each other. And she was like, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about ignoring them. Like, don't ignore them. Just pretend you've never met. So if they come up to you, just be like, oh, hey. You know, like that. Like, Mm. so Mm. the way you would a person who you've actually never met. And they're like, how are you? Just be like, I'm I'm good, you know? I... <laughs> I love that you're just... kind of leaning in, just like I'm good. Just like most... <laughs> American Psycho. <laughs> because that's what you do if somebody you didn't know came up to you and just started asking you how you were. You'd be pleasantly surprised, but you'd be like, a little yeah, bit like, I'm good. Oh, I'm "See, good. a lot of times I'll just if someone has a problem with me, I will go into a situation if I know they're there, and I'll pretend that there is no problem." And it'll throw them off balance because they'll be like, "Why is he just Ooh. being nice and just being cool?" <laughs> like, what? yeah, it's just like he's so nice. You just want to 
punch him in the face. He's so like true. that kind of person. Yeah. Makes him the most punchable. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, it's like, he's so nice. Like, well, I'm this nice. What are you going to do? Punch me? Then you're going to be the wrong side right away. I'm going to be mm-hmm. so nice to you. You're evil, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so nice it's me. In, in fact. Yeah. So it's nice it's like an you. infection. Like... <laughs> You're like, get it off me. <laughs> Lee's, been doing a joke. Lee's been doing a joke about it, and it's been killing. Because she just says that she that I'm so nice, she wants to put my face in a cactus. And audiences <laughs> love it. Which I'm, like, totally okay with. I'm like, go for it. It's killing out there. <laughs> okay, so what are the revenge plots? Okay. Yes, yeah. <clears throat> first one. Uh, I was going to buy my first plane automatically. I'm just going to buy, like... The ticklish itching powder, itching powder mm. for pranks. Okay. Sprinkle them all over his underwear. I like mm. that. Yeah. Good and, start. Good start. Yeah. And somebody talked me out of it. She's like, you don't know if he has like allergic reaction to it. And I'm like, you're right. Then there was some other like cat poop in all of his pockets. Who's Ooh. a cat, though? We have My three cats. Cat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You we have, have three so cats. We have, like, unlimited resource. Mm. <laughs> or just cat poop underneath his bed or his couch. And, uh, yeah, Lucas gave me another one, like, hand a piece of cheese in his clothes or something. Yeah. Well, because what happened was when I was in when I was in college, I think, I think it was maybe when my me and my roommates who were coming back from thanksgiving break that my roommate at the time who i had a great relationship with um he asked me oh he was like oh can you go to trader joe's and just pick me up some cheese that i'll pay you back for um so that i could have that ready when i when i get home i was like sure and so i bought him the cheese that he asked for but then i saw like these like cheddar slices and i thought i'm gonna get those as well and i'm just gonna slip them under his bedroom door (laughs) (laughs) And the thing is, even though it was sealed, it, like, really stunk up the room. Ew. Ugh. And he came into my room laughing it, but crying at the same time. He's like, Lucas, why'd you do this? I was like, I don't know. It seemed like a good idea. <laughs> and, and that, no, but that those, like, slices of cheese, that was just on my own dime. I just needed to do that. I, I don't know about you guys. I've never been good at pranks. I feel like there was one April Fool's Day I tried to... I, convinced my mom that I had like accidentally uh gotten myself like accidentally onto a bus to New Jersey and all she just said was because I lived in New York oh yeah it was like I took the wrong train or something and I was like mom shit I don't know where I am I think I'm in New Jersey and she was just like that's terrible and I was like (laughs) (laughs) well that's you're you're right, and it's a lie. It's like hard when you're pranking only one person who's like on the receiving end of it and doesn't know it's. A, there's no one in the background to laugh like any, and, and it's not even funny because oh it's God. just like yeah. your mother who loves you is concerned about your well-being. <laughs> I just never knew how to prank people. I'm too earnest. Oh, that's oh adorable. <laughs> that's so cute did she please send the please tell me that she like contacted a car service like my daughter's lost in new jersey please bring her to grand central or just like i think oh my god imagine if it was grand central specifically which is not even close to where we live. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, grand lo- central like serena and gossip girl i want her to have a coming yeah. home 
Uh, yeah. Wait, Lee, I like did the you itch powder. Yeah. I really itch like powder is a good idea. I told Lee that the, would... my problem with the revenge fantasies was hmm. that I was like, this is such a toxic situation that I'm not eating or sleeping right and I'm stressed out. And I was like, when we move into the new place, I don't want to hear anything from this person. I don't want to hear mm. anything. No more of your situation. guff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The thing is, he, our last rumor, he's the kind of person, he's going to bother you for a while and he'll go away no matter what. He's that kind of person. So whatever we do, unless we're not actually hurting him, it's mm. going to be fine. Maxim is just like, it's it's not that stressful, you know? He's like, I'm not eating well, I'm not sleeping well. I'm like, it's just a shitty dude. You just happen to live with him. Toughen up, buddy. <laughs> Toughen up, buddy. Toughen up. <laughs> it was. I love how buddy was an afterthought. You were just like, I love you still. Just like... <laughs> Toughen up, but don't get too tough. Because I can't handle two of me. <laughs> Uh, and she finally settled on some revenge that I was okay with, which, which was do tell. Oh, he has a he has an Alexa, so I left this a is voice already good. message. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I left a voice message for his birthday next year, because this this year he spent his birthday alone. So this voice message for his <laughs> birthday next year, he's gonna hear it six a.m. in the morning, and it's. Another birthday alone? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's great yeah. hearing it a second That's time. That's the final thing. That's the thing I actually did. That was fun. It's just going to say another birthday alone, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. just cut out? Yeah. Holy crap. That's fucking Gabby, genius. Gabby, do you know the feeling of like when you just like see a dessert and you know immediately how delicious it must be? You know, the yes. feeling when you just see like a picture, and you're like, "Oh, I want that." That's that's how I felt when she told me that, and I just had this like delicious feeling just coursing <laughs> through my veins. I was just like, "Oh, this is good." This I was just like, it's, "Oh, it's it felt like amazing." The chocolate cake of revenge. See, that's real. It is real. That's a real prank. That is a great prank. It's pristine. It's very. Yeah. It's very pristine. And the, his birthday was probably six months away from that point we moved out. So you're it's playing so a long far game. in the future. Yeah. That's like. And what one thing he did was he was like, you know, if you guys move out without like taking care of like this or this, which are all bullshit things, but he was like, if you guys move out, I won't have any way to find you. And it was like, oh, well, why'd you tell us that we're getting the <laughs> fuck away from you? <laughs> You're just absolving us of any responsibility. Yeah, just... exactly. Also, what does he mean he won't have any way to, does he not have social media? Like, not that we I want him to find him. you. We blocked oh my him God. on everything because well, he's like first account up. second account third account he's four like five or six instagram account dude what is he a hacker is he he's, no, CIA? he's got like production he's got like personal and production he's james comey pages, you know <laughs> yeah he's like teenage rapper managing account and all that bullshit and then this story uh i i hope it's over but it the last update was that Lee and I were headed to a show. We were headed to um, Double Threat Comedy in Williamsburg with Shatha and Ann Chun. Oh, and yeah. Shout out we to get, them. Shout out to them. They're both great people. We get off the G, and we're walking through Williamsburg. And as we're getting to the venue, 
he rides by on a city bike straight at us at the side on the sidewalk and he was smiling and i don't think he saw us he saw us we locked eyes you locked eyes with yeah him? oh my god he just he just drifted away it's like he looked happy and he made a decision not to come back mm-hmm. so oh we didn't god. he didn't stop or turn around so who's this pussy now Oh, he called me a pussy bitch. Yeah, oh yeah, he oh called Max a pussy ass bitch. And then he told me that I need to keep Lee in check, and I said that's not my job. Keep Lee Good. in check. What is this? The fifties? Oh yeah, he, he was. I was like, I'm I so honestly, proud of you, Max. Lyra- what seriously. is this, Lucas and my dynamic? <laughs> <laughs> Lucas keeps me in check. Hey, shh, men are talking. Um, Maxim. <laughs> That's crazy. I do like the profession of teenage rap manager. It feels to me very like, you know, those like TikTok houses that I'm sure in 20 years. The hype houses. Yeah. Hype houses. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. We're all going to find out that like terrible things went on in them and that they were like CIA fronts. I'm sure it's just going to be like the weirdest. I'm going to write like a. It's like Nexium went bankrupt and they came back as a hype house under a new name. I'm imagining we'll have, like, it's going to be, like, you know when you hear stories of, like, bands in the 70s and the 80s and, like, Studio 54 and shit? I bet Mm. in 40 years we're going to have stories of hype houses that are like that. Like, dude, we all lived in this hype house. We made TikToks, but secretly we were trafficking cocaine and child (laughs) soldiers. Like, (laughs) I mean, the government would never expect it, but also, I actually do think TikTok teens are too like not all of them, Lucas. No offense, I'm actually not a teen, he's not a teen. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I think many teenagers who are like content creators or whatever, like the Jake Pauls, are probably too stupid to properly traffic cocaine correctly. Just not say I would know how to do it, I would fuck it up, unless Um, they're like entrepreneur business TikTok kids. Yeah. Is that Wait. a thing? <laughs> Who are like, Can you I... want to make money fast around your high school? Here's your 10 tips to do it. <laughs> Can I tell you? One, I... sell cocaine. <laughs> I, I need to confess something to you guys, something that happened literally just like a few hours before this. I was taking a walk in the park, and I had maybe the most narcissistic, egotistical thought I've Ooh. ever had. Ooh. So I was walking in the park, and I saw a girl, looked like she was probably a teenager, doing a TikTok dance, you know, all this shit, and like with like a phone laid down on the ground. And I was just like walking past her. And I literally, th- I'm ashamed to say this, but I literally thought, you have no idea that a blue check is walking right past you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Tell that bitch, set the record straight. You have no idea that a god walks amongst you, you peasant. Just like. <laughs> Lucas, That's like you were you would be the ultimate TikTok photo bomb. If you are walking if you are in the background of someone else's TikTok and they don't even know it, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's like okay, on The Bachelorette this week, which I, I watched, and I will give one spoiler for okay. anyone who hasn't seen it. There's a scene where two two men in the house have drama with each other. They don't like each other. And one of the guys is like this like Harvard grad, just kind of american psycho type and the other one is this kind of younger like oklahoma guy and they they have a sit down that's prompted by the bachelorette being like i know you guys don't like each other you've drama and the harvard guy says okay i'm gonna make things right with noah he hands this guy a present 
And he says, okay, do you want me to open it and explain to you what's in this box, or do you want to open it? It's already creepy. And so the, the guy, Noah, is like, I think you can explain it to me if it's something that needs to be explained. So he opens the box, and he's, he goes, this is a book on emotional intelligence. <laughs> That's amazing. Here are the components of emotional intelligence. It's like self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and like one other thing. He's like, you are deficient in three of these components. I think self-management is your best, and I think social awareness is your worst. And he just lectures him for like 30 minutes about this. Oh my god. And this episode this week ended on a cliffhanger where Taisha, the bachelorette, goes up to them and goes, what's in that box? So we're going to find out next week if she thinks what he did was really creepy. Or oh my I feel god. like you should have gone up to that TikTok teen and been like, okay, advice from a blue check. This is how. <laughs> advice from someone who's made it. Um, <laughs> you're doing this all wrong. Oh my uh, god. Here's how you hit the woe, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Which I've never Ooh. done. Just no. I did actually walk past someone uh it was I think it was like two girls past like a coffee shop that I get coffee from sometimes and I and they like stopped to like give me the look, but I had like my mask on and I wear glasses sometimes so they didn't like recognize me or anything and I thought should I say something and I thought no, wait, what would I have to talk about? I want nothing with these people. You just it's want to like, take your mask and your glasses off, do John Mulaney, and run out of the coffee shop? Yeah, like, that's what you exactly. Like, yes, the coffee person right. be like, put your mask back on, yeah. John. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, those people probably will roast the shit out of me. I'll, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> um, Max, I think you hit, on, you hit on something interesting when you were talking about, like, you're going to know bad people, but it's hard to keep other people away from those people. Mm. It's like, I don't know if you guys have ever, like, worked with someone or something where just, like, everyone in your life is, like, this person's kind of annoying. I don't like their vibe. I, I think they're kind of weird. I think they're shady. I don't think they're in this for the right reason. And at the end of the day, you yeah. just have to learn the lesson on yeah. your own. Yep. It's, yes. like, you will go to the end <clears throat> of the earth to justify, oh, no, this person only said this weird thing that put me down because they're insecure. Your friends are all, like, and it happens in dating, too. Your friends are all, like, eh, you just, blah 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 you know whatever like this person's not good enough for you that you shouldn't be working with this person you shouldn't be collaborating you just learn it on your own eventually and you just have to learn your own lessons in general Absolutely. i don't know if this applies necessarily to, like predators but at the end of the day you can only warn someone so much without uh i don't know coming across like uh it almost becomes reverse psychology at some point if you try and convince someone out of something for too long they're just going to be like well now i want to do more yeah yeah and also yeah i think some people who see bad people and sometimes they want to associate with those people because they themselves are also bad people and they think oh me and this person both have a blatant disregard for like ethics in this category and i can get what i want while being Mm. around them and they can get what they want and we can both be a problem together and one thing I, I learned at my first job from a good friend of mine who this friend, she has like wicked high emotional intelligence. Like that's her like superpower. And she she could predict when people would quit because she was working Ooh. really hard as director of HR to cultivate a more positive work culture. <clears throat> and the really toxic people can't survive in like cultures where everyone gets together <clears throat> and decides they want to be positive and move forward. 
because the toxic people work by separating people and yes, then like feeding true. off their mm. energy. And if everyone sticks together and decides they want to make a positive change, the toxic people are like, oh, I can't manipulate anyone here or play to anyone's insecurity because we're all being held accountable for creating a better environment. And they they like leave. And she would like call people out and be like, this person's going to quit. This person's going to quit. This person's going to quit. And it was like, it was incredible. Wow. So I think, uh, and one thing that Lee always told me, I think this is a Jerry Seinfeld quote, but uh, Lee would always say like comedy cleans itself. Yes. That's what Jerry Ooh. Seinfeld said. Comedy will cleanse itself. Mm. So there are like many toxic people. He did date a child. He did date <laughs> so a child. I don't know yeah. If that's true. Comedy will cleanse like... itself as long as my girlfriend does her homework. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah he was like 30 and she was 17 was it yeah yep i think she out on red carpets you Eesh. know what things are oh my I, god. I don't i don't think that should have happened it's fucked up i will say everything in life is jerry seinfeld can have created a great show called seinfeld and be a great comedian and have a lot of great quotes and still have done that i don't know that's my thought. Yeah. It's not... Uh, yeah. Whatever. Point being, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah. things do cleanse themselves because I, I do think in general, people notice toxicity eventually. I mean, it's like... Yeah. That, that, that guy who you lived with, I mean, he's not yeah. just going to be able to get roommates again. Some shit's going to happen because that's what those people like. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, something that I thought you guys were touching on, which is, I think, interesting, is you can try to learn from other people's mistakes and maybe like with people that you love, try to give them information that will save them from heartache or whatever. But you kind of have to let people within reason uh, experience a little bit of pain mm -hmm. in order to learn what they need to learn much more deeper. That it's not something you can save them from. You have to let them... It depends on yeah. the person. Some people, they listen. They they realize you come with good intentions instead of just pointing fingers, giving criticism. They're open to ideas and suggestions. Then those are the people that you can give them more advice. But there are, there are other kind of people that are like... They just don't... They just think they are, they are right... They're like, who are you? You don't understand me. So those people, they're going to be on their own journey. They'll figure it out or not. Yeah. But sometimes I think it's very, it's also very important to recognize which people who are not taking advice, they actually are crying out loud, actually silently for help. Sometimes mm -hmm. some people, they are acting very strangely. They get defensive when you give them advice. But if you really, t if you don't take that personally and just take a side and look at them, sometimes some people are looking actually for help. They just mm -hmm. are not saying that. They're more like, you need to sense that you need to reach out to give them help, to drag them out of that swamp. So it's it's mm -hmm. also it's just very important for yourself to recognize how, whom, and when to give help depends that is a yeah. super good point and it's like hard when especially when you're the kind of person who wants to give people help all the time exactly um i feel like i fall into that sometimes because my mom was a therapist and so it was just how i grew up it was like yeah 
here, take advice. And sometimes it's like, you don't want advice. You don't want to fix the problem. Sometimes you just want to complain about a problem. I have that issue all the time. I want to fix the problem. My girlfriend will be like, ugh, I'm annoyed about work. I'm like, well, why don't we just apply you for a new job and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I just wanted to bitch about this. Like, I didn't yeah. want to solve it. We it's are, not going to get done we overnight. We have the same problem. I, when, I active, when I have people in my life who are hurt, I actively now say to myself, no advice. No advice. You can say <laughs> yes. anything except advice. And That's what, good. What, what sucks about it, though, is if someone tells me something bad happened to them, I go... That really sucks. I'm sorry. Let me know if you want to talk. <laughs> you can like, hear your own heart breaking. Like, I want to say something, but I can't. Yeah, I'm oh. like, I. there are so many people that I've been friends with who would just do stupid shit and just get involved with dumb people. And they'd be like, I'd be like, the, literally the answer is right here. But that's like my answer. So I just, and yeah. I know it creates more frustration in people. So I try not to offer solutions anymore. Maxim, but if everybody is like that, the world would be even a colder place than it already is. Now, okay, when I say that really sucks, I'm sorry. That That is you're me like, saying I, I feel bad for you. You're like, I could I, help you. I could have said something, but I don't want you to hate me. So I'm going to watch you fall to that, like, that's bottomless shitty hole and i'm like oh and, and the whole time someone... i'll scream damn that's crazy damn, that's yeah like, crazy. Damn, that's crazy you're full you, you're covered in shit and piss that's crazy i wish i could have said something but you know what i don't want you to hate me rather than that i'd wa i'd prefer to watch you covered in shit and piss i don't stand by that i just want to covered in shit and piss and all the while you're just I will absolutely let someone get covered in shit and piss until they want advice on how to not be covered in shit and piss. Because some people get covered in shit and piss, and they just want to talk about the shit and piss they're covered in. They don't yeah. necessarily want you to clean it off. You for can them. tell now who's going to the good place already. It's you me. know who's right. trying to reach out to help people, not being selfish. Lucas, if I'm watching you going to a a toilet that's full of shit and piss i'm gonna try everything to stop you even though you're gonna end up hating me but I'm like if i can stop you i'm gonna do that well, you, I, know? you are an excellent and enforcer. maxim would just and maxim would just say thank you for being vulnerable with me i appreciate <laughs> <Yes>. it <laughs> i will i will say lucas i just want to say that toilet is covered in shit and piss uh, if you don't enjoy your experience, let me know if you want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> but me, if I helped you beforehand, afterwards, I'll be like, you know what? I told you so. Mm. She but does. Lee, I really I admire. You. But I'll give that. you. I'll give you food to make you feel better. Yes, I remember that'll always one work. of the last of your mics I was at. Like somebody heckled like another comedian. And you just turn to them, you were like, don't heckle him. Yeah. And it was so, I feel like me as a host, I would just, eventually I would say something, but I would first like just really hope the problem went away by itself. But you are so not like that. And I've always really admired it, honestly. Yeah. No. At our mic now, I don't think anybody heckles, but because. Some people, somebody heckled just last time. Well, it, but it's like a lot of times. Somebody it's, we know. It's like we know everybody so well and everyone's uh, so comfortable mm. that a lot of times if it's like a heckle it's like a friendly like back and forth it's not like a it's not terrible it's not supposed to happen neither i'm okay with it i'm not <laughs> people are here to try try material their time they have enough time they have a certain amount of time don't let other people to waste their time 
Okay, I'll just, uh, next time I'll shut it down, but then we can argue between comedians. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. That's nice. Get a glimpse behind the curtain. <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, we yeah. can, like, s- just stuck them, just push them into our bathroom and lock the door. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and the toilet in the bathroom is covered in shit and piss. Yep. <laughs> one yep. of you will say, don't do- enjoy yourself in there. And the other one will be like, let me know. I'm going to help you. <laughs> God damn it. There is something I wanted to ask you guys. I am. Um, uh, when we had Dan Frank, the great Dan Frank, on the podcast, uh, shout, out. Love him. shout out to him. Uh, he mentioned that he had started seeing someone new, which is very exciting. But I asked him uh, before this lovely gentleman who he was seeing, what were some things that he found attractive when first meeting someone who he was dating? So in short, how would one woo Dan Frank? What are some things that would really just like really, really attract him? So I ask both of you. What were some? What are some qualities, vibes, something that you find attractive when first meeting someone? And how do each other? How are each other unique from everybody else you've dated before? <laughs> do you want to go first, Lee? I think she does. I think she's raring to go first. <laughs> first of all, I don't. I don't trust this. I don't believe this first side thing. Cause I didn't. I just. I only decided to remember his name until the fourth time I met him. I'm like, okay. oh, you look nice. After so many times, your niceness is consistent. I'm gonna decide. And I was like, his his name, name's Maxim. I've never heard such name before. I was like, what's your name? He's like Maxim. I was like, what's your name? He's like Maxim. Like, how do you spell <laughs> it? He's like M A X I M. I'm like M A. What the fuck is that? How do you say it again? I'm like, now I'm thinking about it, I'm almost like an ignorant racist. Wait, how do you say <laughs> it? How do you spell it? Can you say it again? What is this name in your culture? Uh, it's people culture? Uh. It's this, all the mayonnaise and the pronunciation. It's just thrown mm. <laughs> Yeah. But Maxim, you can tell he's not a stupid person. He's very smart. Yeah, yeah so I course. just cannot deal with people who are stupid and some people you know there are certain time people they're you know, it's like lots of people are stupid and lots of people who don't think they're stupid have their stupid moments so it's okay but there's a certain kind of people they're too stupid they're they don't even know not to pretend to not to be mm. stupid so what do you like in a person lee <laughs> <laughs> not stupid per- just smart and okay. Yeah, uniqueness. You're a very. I like this already. Where is I'm so going? excited. You're a very, very, very good white boy. Oh. <laughs> You're like very woke and in the mm-hmm. right way instead of like. Just like phony. There are so many people who are so phony. I just can't tell. Yes. Yeah. That's Maxim lovely. is very nice, like, and his mom loves him, and <laughs> I love that. I heard his mom calling him on the phone, and his mom is like, Happy birthday, honey. I love you. <laughs> the tone, I'm like, I don't know that tone exists other places other than <laughs> movies. You know, do you really fucking talk to people? That's cute. I mean, sorry for cursing, but... <laughs> <laughs> but his mom just sent him, sent him messages like, 
Honey, I think you're smart, handsome, funny, thoughtful. Just want to tell you that. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs>、uh, just like you need. So that's hot to you when someone's mom loves them. Yeah, yeah. It, it's very important to, for somebody to have a rela- good relationship with their mom, but not、mm-hmm. too much.、Mm. I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Uh, my best friend, her brother, is dating some girl who's decided arbitrarily that she doesn't like her family, and I'm like, that is the golden rule. Like,、Whoa. I'm almost like Italian in that way. I'm not <laughs> Italian, but it's like if someone bad mouths the family, like it's over、yeah. on the spot, you know.、Yeah. So close to the family, I think, is a big,、mm-hmm. it's a big thing. It's a big、yeah. personal value. So definitely, I would say、uh, my. He's answer- gonna say something nice. My answer is boo, you whore. (laughs) (laughs) So yesterday was actually our one-year anniversary of dating, which is very exciting. And I I told Lee this, and this kind of goes against typically what I'm into. But when she first walked into Buka and I saw her, I wasn't like attracted. To her, but I, but I did have this feeling that spiked up in me that was like, you have to know this person. This person is important somehow. And、oh、my I God. didn't. It wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna fuck this girl. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> it was this like, this weird. I don't even know how to describe it, but it was like this like compelling emotional feel. And she went up and she bombed and she did Donald <laughs> Trump impression. <laughs> And、that was the most beautiful shift from ch- to. Ch- oh my god! And the thing is, is like I, I believe when I host open mics and I have stuff going on that I'm in charge of, I want it to be open and welcoming, and I want people to have fun and feel like they're they're wanted there. And like I、oh、went、yeah. up to her after she got done performing; it was like her fifth open mic ever, and I said, "Hey." I really liked your Donald Trump impression. We do this every night. You should come back and like hang out. This is a great place to practice. And then that was like the first time we like talked briefly. Yeah, when he said that to me, I was like, I don't know you. Why are you talking to me? What are you up、totally. to? And so <laughs> totally, we, we kind of saw each other at like a couple other places, and like we didn't really talk or say hi or anything. And then finally at Buka one night she w- she like finally kind of was like what was your name again and I like told her <laughs> like she said and she was like I didn't and then later she's like I didn't learn your name until like the fourth time we met and I was like no <laughs> you decided to learn my name the fourth time we met but like one thing that I liked about her is as we became friends over the next like several months is she's very reasonable like what I like in a person. Is I can be like very,、uh, I'm very like, like vulnerable and genuine to everybody, and I just like I have、very、no Ill, ill intention at all. <laughs> and so when I talk to people and I like them or I think they're interesting or cool, and I can just be myself, and they just like get it, and they're like, oh yeah, this guy's cool, he's just fine. Like I like that, and so like. Me and Lee, like, we would do an open mic and we'd go outside and we ended up talking for like an hour or two. Like, you know, when you do that thing, we're like, okay, I'm taking this train. Oh, I'm walking this way, and then you stand on、yes. the corner between and you talk for like an hour. Yeah,、Absolutely. it was like a lot of that. And Lee is the type where, if she's like upset about something or annoyed at something, we can 
discuss and i'll be like oh like this is actually like this you shouldn't take that personally or something and she'll just think about it and be like oh yeah i think you're right like we have like very good like admitting not admitting defeat but like just open discussion and communication what he's trying to say is i don't i don't get defensive when he calls me out on my bullshit you can just summarize in that (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah so it's like i i like people like i always say my my three things in people is i only like i only hang out with kind genuine funny people and those are the Mm. three that i adhere to across the board and so, like, at our mic, like, when people come, all the people that are there meet all three of those. And it makes me mm. feel, like, really good because I'm, like, you go into stand-up comedy and you're, like, oh, yeah, people are going to cover me in shit and piss and it's going to be really hard. But, mm. like, the truth is you can foster a community of people and friends that get you and create a fun space to do comedy and perform and be yourself. I believe that that's true. I also think it's crazy. I feel like at the beginning when I started doing stand-up, I was, like, adhering to this mentality of, like, oh, yeah, like, at the end of the day, we're all going to, maybe we're pretending to be friends. We're all going to be competing with each other because that's what I heard on fucking TV, right? (laughs) Right. And that's what, but as it turns out, literally it is in, to your advantage as a comedian to be genuine friends with the people around you, it costs you, I mean, if they're nice, it, which most people are, it costs you zero dollars yep. and zero cents. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it helps your life as a yeah. person. And there's no reason why collaborators shouldn't be friends. Right. You know? Yeah. Lucas and I are friends. Yeah. And are we are I we friends? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're growing on me. You're growing you're, on me. You're just oh, you're just two God. meerkats in adjacent holes. That's it. <laughs> I'm just a meerkat <laughs> standing in front of a meerkat asking him to be in my adjacent hole. <laughs> that sounds like the most elaborate euphemism for something sexual. <laughs> <laughs> can I? What can I just say? Not to ever like go too far in the future, but I'm just saying it would be hilarious if you two got married and at the altar, Lee was like, "I take thee." What's your name again? <laughs> can you that spell it for be, me? Yeah. Okay, spell it for me. She would. She'd be. She'd do something where she would be at the reception and go to give like a little speech and she'd be just be like i hate all the stupid people you know just so many <laughs> stupid people i hate them they're so dumb and be like lee today is oh a joyous god. day <laughs> oh my god oh yeah okay on that note should we go to audience submissions oh, yeah. i okay. think we should this indeed. is I, i've been wanting to say this, this is my real favorite quick part oh please go, go right ahead Okay, this is something I've been wanting to tell you, Gabby, but I wanted to save okay. it for the podcast. And this is oh, so, so excited. This is so stupid, but I want I'm you scared. to know that in my head, I call you GJB like you're. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, Wait, I like that because that's how I sign off my emails. Oh, I was really? like, how can I seem artistic but organized? Mm, I like. And so. I put GJB in my signature with my phone number. Nice. That, it oh just like God. it clicked for me. I'm like, oh yeah, it's GJB in the house. Like <laughs> GJB, we're in the audience of me. Yeah, notorious like GJB. Like I don't even know what Ruth Bader Ginsburg initials are anymore. Because when I listen to this podcast, I think GJB. <laughs> yeah, whenever she's on, oh, RIP. So sad. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that was my so, dumb note. Let's get to listeners. Well, thank you so much, MA. Um, not to be confused with young Emmy, the rapper. Not to be confused <laughs> with Master of Arts. 
(laughs) (laughs) Okay, so someone writes in drama Mm -hmm. gossip. This the guy I have feelings for was on campus this semester. He hooked up with another girl from my hometown, which besides my heart low-key breaking a little bit when I heard, wouldn't be a problem at all if she didn't have a boyfriend of two and a half years. Well, I guess it's more accurate to say she had a boyfriend because she dumped him to be with the guy I'm into after only a couple weeks of hooking up with him. It's wild. About this girl, though, she's super toxic, emotionally manipulative, and homophobic and biphobic, probably transphobic too, but that's just a guess. And he's admitted to finding me more attractive than her. Not that he has feelings for me. He doesn't know how he feels ever. Uh. But he said he finds me more attractive, which I still count as a win. He really wants to end things and go back to being just friends with her. But he's also scared because he's a coward and he doesn't want to hurt her feelings. So he's sort of just friend zoning her after hooking up with her. Getting updates from him about this is hilarious. Here's the real kicker, though, or at least what I think is the real kicker. I'm bisexual and I wasn't even on campus with them. She hooked up with him multiple times, and I've only seen him in person since March, but I'm the one he finds more attractive. The lesson, biphobia and homophobia will always come back to bite you in the ass, so will being toxic, emotionally manipulative, and a cheater, but karma likes to add a little flair when it's homophobia or biphobia. Okay, this- Wait, so she got the guy in the end. I think she got the guy's attention and attraction. That's what I think is, I think that's what she's saying, is that this I'm guy is really just really put off by the sentence, he doesn't know how he feels ever. Yes. Yeah, when he, when he, when, <laughs> when she said that, all I'm thinking is, oh, this dude and that toxic girl, they deserve each other. They sound <laughs> both a little bit manipulative, just a little bit, at least. Like, Sounds like I don't to like me. them. I'm like, I don't even know this, like, the other girl is really so toxic or... The person who submitted this just hate this girl because of the dude. Yeah, it's I like, was thinking are you the same hating thing. another woman because of a man? It sounds like so, you know? Yeah, I didn't hear any of the allegations of biphobia and homophobia. I know, right? I, mean, I, would, yeah. I would believe them, but maybe it was something as simple as, like, yeah. she said the F slur. It's like, I don't know, maybe she was on yeah. ketamine at a Kim Petras concert <laughs> and a gay man gave her a pass. Like, no, evidence relies on the prosecution. You need to cite your sources, you know? I will I will. Chicago say or MLA style. <laughs> and this this person clearly, like, are, like, like, if this person is here, I'm like, are you still in college? Like, you... Somebody it sounds like somebody needs some more homework. You know, <laughs> it's like so true. This per- here's our advice: do your homework. Don't even yeah. worry about this. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> if, and Chinese if you're done, get listeners. more homework. Get more homework, or just like study more, take another lesson, do some volunteering job. Like boys are boring. Just like your your life is going to be so much heavier. Without this toxic boy. This boy is himself. You know, just kick him out. I would say I agree. And my thing is, college boys that don't know how they feel ain't shit, okay? Mm -hmm. If he doesn't know how he feels, at best, you guys are going to have sex and then have a weird sometimes hookup friendship. Clearly, this Mm -hmm. boy thinks nobody else but himself. It's like, what do I want? What do I want? It's just like, uh, grow the fuck up. You're not a... You're not in high school anymore. You cannot be a yeah. fuckboy anymore. Just grow the fuck up, boy. And to the to the writer, I would say 
I think there's some validation things here. Like the idea of like wanting this guy even like because he deems you more attractive than the girl he's with and taking that mm-hmm. as a win. It's like you're you're competing against someone when really when you you should be like ships in the night to this woman and just be like, you know what? She can do her thing. Like you might think this dude is really cute, but if he doesn't know how he feels, you're not going to end up in a stable relationship yeah, with exactly. him. And you're not going to, the situation doesn't benefit you in any way, except giving you something to do while you're in college. Listen to me. If this girl is listening, you know, what I would tell you to do is uh, next semester, take Italian one one or one two, then Take another semester to do study abroad, go to Italy. There are a bunch of really cute fuck boys there. Then you can come back. They treat you like you're the best treasure. Then you just like- live out the Lizzie McGuire movie. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Like, just like just exactly. you know, just boys are they're gonna have a beer belly very soon. You know, just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I agree with you guys. The whole thing really read like a Taylor Swift song. Yeah, know. yeah. He doesn't know how he feels. It's like. He, you know what then he's not gonna love you and that's the truth and that's the honest truth yeah. all I was thinking us. was it doesn't sound like almost apart from the person writing in it sounds like no one has any self awareness yes that's all I was thinking yeah. I was like these people have no idea how immature they all sound this is just and... three Beyblades in a bathtub this is nothing <laughs> there's no direction here <laughs> <laughs> Like that sounds like such an old Swift song from your playlist. Add some Beyonce <laughs> in there. You're it's gonna change your life and get more. Okay. This isn't a bit. Yeah, we are empowering you, listener. I'm so sorry about this man. He ain't shit. I, he ain't I shit. you know what? Maybe mm-hmm. the girl is toxic, but like you've given me no evidence to believe it, other than that she's someone you don't like. She might be transphobic, but you don't know for sure. And even yeah. you admitted you don't know for sure. Like, it's probable she's toxic. People don't just make up that people are homophobic. But let it go. The writer also mentioned that she was bi, I believe. So that maybe there's like something implied that's something that this girl said to her. Yeah. Yeah, no, maybe, maybe there's some kind of microaggression that's like. I'm reaching. Uh, like, I'm really reaching, though. But I would, yeah. I would say I mean, you also, have to. For, there are like, lots of very important details got left out in that message. If you want to yeah. somebody, you really should like exactly give some thing to support your point. What if we just become the new Judge Judy? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we become uh, the podcast version of Judge Judy. <laughs> I think it would be fun if we just took like documents from like you know civil court cases or whatever like nothing serious not like murder but we just like looked at nothing like... serious <laughs> all the murder will... cases that end up in civil court <laughs> family court <laughs> a murder trial in family court <laughs> yeah he murdered my husband but I'm only suing over like the property damage <laughs> it was a little he a murdered little my husband but I really don't like his biphobia like <laughs> I'm suing him in civil court for the biphobia. Judge Judy's like, what's biphobia? What's bisexuality? <laughs> Vote Mike Bloomberg. Gay- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would, man. I would also say for the, the college students who are caught up in some nonsense like this, just join a club with one of your interests and you will meet people that will actually like you for you and you won't have to deal with this. 
Do an open mic. Do an open yeah. mic. Although stand up one... men also don't know how they <laughs> <laughs> do, one... <laughs> do an open mic hosted by a hazed freshman at a new fraternity. Yeah. <laughs> Join a fraternity. Be the first woman in a fraternity. There yeah. you go. If they don't let you, they're biphobic. <laughs> okay, I uh, I have another I have another submission. Uh, okay. here it is. Not a phobia, but I've been told this is very weird. I when hate I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> written into executive producer dick wolf just the end <laughs> okay uh not a phobia but i've been told this is very weird when i was a kid i sometimes had trouble sleeping as kids do i used to imagine a scenario where i needed to pretend to be asleep what scenario question mark i used to imagine that there was a killer in the room with me watching me sleep the story went like this a killer came in and killed both my parents. He didn't realize there was a child, me, in the house. He goes into my room and realizes there might have been a weekends? What? Okay. He goes into my room a and- A weakness, do they mean? Maybe? What's the rest um, of the sentence? Okay, he so said, he goes into my room and realizes there may, there might have been a weekends. If I pretended to be asleep well enough, he'd think I never saw him and he'd leave me alive. Maybe a little fucked up. Hmm. So hmm. I I guess this is something that a listener used to soothe themselves to sleep. It sounds with like the they're threat of murder into sleep. They're like, yeah. they're like, if I don't sleep, I'll die. It's like that whole thing you do on the sidewalk where it's like, if I don't fit my feet perfectly into these tiles, the world will end. <laughs> if this this person doesn't sound like this person doesn't love the. This person doesn't love the parents a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, think about this. You mentioned your parents being killed over and over again. Mm-hmm. Just to, so you can put yourself into sleep. You know, some hot milk can help. Some weed. Mm. Some, some weed. NyQuil, you know. You don't need to imagine your parents are being brutally murdered to put yourself <laughs> into sleep. <laughs> That's a little bit, like, too much even for me. Do you think that the child should have been given weed instead? (laughs) Or do you think... I I agree with hot milk, but weed and NyQuil are... We're just asking you be clearly. We're just asking for clarity. Uh, You know, like, some people, they used to, like, they, they rub a little bit of alcohol, like vodka, on their baby's gum. Oh, I've heard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Like weed, probably not, because kids they don't know how to smoke weed, so it's gonna be a waste. <laughs> Dumbass, it's gonna kids. be a waste. <laughs> they keep puffing too much. Those dumbasses. Yeah, some brownies, just some edibles. Oh God. Uh, like weed is not harmful technically. You just are not supposed to intoxicate. For the younger listeners, do not ever give someone marijuana without their consent and without their knowledge. <laughs> yes. Thank you for the disclaimer. <laughs> oh so my the God. point is of this one, don't. It's not that it's weird. It's just maybe instead of imagining, you know, death to get you to sleep, you could just try hot milk. Yeah. Because hot milk. Yeah. Is I, wonderful. I also. I love the. I, but if you wake up oh. in the morning and imagine your parents are dead in bed for like one minute, then you're gonna appreciate your parents even more when you come back to the reality. So instead of imagining mm. your parents are dead, 
you can imagine your parents are dead. Like at night, you can do that in the morning. Then you're gonna pressure your parents more. It's gonna change your life. Why? So why? hot milk at night, <laughs> uh, meditation for your parents' death in the morning, life changer. I immediately thought, what would happen if the parents didn't turn up? And I realized we just wrote home alone. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is how the sausage gets made. <laughs> My thing is with this listener is why would you not imagine a better scenario? Like, oh, mm. if I don't fall asleep, then Santa Claus won't visit my house because I'll be awake. Because Santa like is not real, dog. Lee, how dare you say that to our listeners? <laughs> Santa is real. Santa is real. Be good for the rest of the year. He is coming. He can't get yeah. COVID. That's true. Yeah. yeah, Santa's immune. Wait, I, I never do this mid-pod, but I do have to pee really bad, so I'm going to be right back. <laughs> okay. Okie dokie. <laughs> there was uh, Wait for Gabby. Are we going to No, 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 you can say it. It's, it's okay. 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 Uh, when no, I was keep in, going. When I was in first grade, we had to write our own fairy tale stories, and mm-hmm. I wrote basically Jack and the Beanstalk, pretty much, but with the main character as uh, me, who I renamed myself to Ash, like Ash, Ash Ketchum from Pokemon. And... You mean Ashley. Ashley, yeah. Ashley Ketchum. You named yourself Ashley Ketchum? <laughs> no, I named myself Ash, and my story started with, my name is Ash, and both my parents are dead. Because I didn't wow. want to write stories for the parents. I didn't want to have those plot lines. I just wanted to get through the assignment. And then when I turned it in, the next day... My teacher sat me down with my parents and was like, why are both of your parents dead in this story? And I was like, I'm just lazy. I don't, I didn't want to write them in. It's just, it's an easier arc if my parents are dead. I don't know. That does, that reminds me. Oh my God. That's fast. You can't that remind, hot, Gabby. You that was very that rapid. I literally did a speed pee. It was like. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So Maxim just told us a very sweet story about writing a, a lazy fairy tale uh, involving himself in which his parents are dead in and first then grade. in first grade but that reminded me that when i was in third grade i did we had this program where we would sort of like mentor sort of like be big brothers and sisters to like kindergartners and mm-hmm. we went over to this preschool and we were given these like stories that these kids had written and they had all written stuff about like fictional superheroes and one of them was about batman this kid wrote a story about batman and towards the end, I remember it said, Batman got shot and fell in the water fountain, and then he died. But then he got better. <laughs> <laughs> Beginning, middle, end. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. Hemingway was once challenged to write the saddest story he could think of in very few words. And that child <laughs> was Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Feel <Yes>. old yet? <sighs> oh, my God. Okay, I've got another one pulled up. I don't know if we did another one just now. Uh, we didn't. But... Let's do one more. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm a trans woman who's fairly along her way with her transition. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Recently, I've had a flare-up of dysphoria. It's been a strange feeling because I kind of assumed a few years into my transition, that would have died out for good. Anyways, I've been feeling better recently, and the other day, I caught a glance at my own tits and felt good about them. So much so that it almost turned me on a little bit. Not in a sexual way, but in a feeling yourself kind of way. Hmm. I don't know if that's a trans thing, a woman thing, or just some straight weirdness that leaked out of my brain. Also, for reference, I looked like if a young Ellen DeGeneres had a baby with Alvin from Alvin and the Chipmunks. 
Well, I'm sure that's not true. <laughs> People always think they look some kind of weird way. I think I look like Eugene Levy, but hot. And I just, I don't know. I think People you, don't. I think Eugene Levy, Levy is a very handsome fella. I think you could do he's a lot got worse. Some, he's got some silver foxness to him, for yeah. sure. Gabby. Also, Eugene Levy, but hot is Dan Levy. I just realized yeah. that now. I would say that comparison is fair, but it's not negative. Totally. Yeah. No, I understand. It's the brows. My girlfriend had a dream the other night that she made out with Dan Levy. Oh, and wow. she was like, are, he kept being like, <laughs> she, she was like, are you sure you're not gay? And he was like, no, I don't think so. I really like Cool. That's so cute. It's very, very cute. It's so sweet that she was like looking up for him like, are you sure you want this right now? Like, <laughs> I'm not a dude. And he's like, no, no, I'm into it. I like you. <laughs> what, is a, what a consensual dream. But to this woman, I do think it's possible to get turned on by your own boobs. Yeah. And I don't know if it's a necessarily a trans thing or a, or a woman thing i just think it's maybe a great boob yeah thing. or just like finally seeing yourself the way you want to see yourself that's a that's yeah. a wonderful thing yeah that's great i wouldn't say i had like a but i wouldn't say i was like but i remember when i went on accutane and my skin finally cleared up and i could see what i looked like i wasn't like turn up but i got really excited for how i looked and so I would never compare that to this uh, woman's experience. But I do, I totally think it makes sense to finally see an inkling of what you, uh, the way you see yourself inside actually represented outside, that mm. you would get really excited and jazzed up about it. That makes complete sense to me. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It was, like, it was like when I cut my high school bangs. It was... <laughs> Like, this a, I, oh. like, I want to see those bangs. Now, <sighs> did you look like a felon degenerate married Alvin and the Chipmunks oh, with no. the bangs? I no. no. That's a okay. That com- th- those two characters together. I spent a good minute in my head trying to figure out what that combination looks like, and I just ended up with a chipmunk with blonde hair dancing on a table. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I'm like, what is this, what, what are these This is the future liberals together? want. Yeah, exactly. I, I could, I can't put together what that looks like, but I'm, I'm sure you're a very attractive person, and I'm happy you're feeling yourself, yeah. and uh, you should uh, rock that confidence and ride it as long as you can. Beautiful. Yeah. Time to get some new bras. It's going to make you so much happier, even. You're gonna mm. enjoy your tits mm. even more. Uh, yeah, having comfy bras is where it's yes. at for sure. And highly recommend uh, Fenty Savage. You're gonna mm-hmm. be like, thank you, Rihanna. Buy it. Wouldn't it be great <laughs> if they sponsored the pod, Fenty Savage? That would be wonderful. Oh Whoa. yeah, that would be so. What if we just pretended goals. they sponsored us until they actually? Yeah, this episode is brought to you by uh, Robin Rihanna Fenty of Fenty Savage, mm. and. <laughs> Lee, they paid us handsomely. Lee bought like I think a bra and a onesie from them, and she didn't. She wore the onesie straight for like two weeks, and then we got her another onesie, and that's what she's wearing now. And she hasn't stopped wearing it. Aww. <laughs> so f- it's really, really cute. It's, it's a very really sweet. comfy. It's it really warm. Ears it looks very warm. Aww. It's very warm. For listen for listeners who are not uh, watching on YouTube, watch on YouTube. But if you're if you're just a listener, it's sort of a is it a corgi? Yes. Um, it's a corgi onesie. Yeah. Yes. It's very and sweet. The des- very the design has like a really low crotch, so her legs look like <laughs> little corgi legs. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, that's really. <laughs> I was wondering where that sentence was going, but I got it's good. 
It has a really low crotch for her ginormous penis. <laughs> Maxim, you know, my penis is your penis, and your penis is enormous. It's not enormous. <laughs> that, was Freudian, that was a Freudian so, slip. I am so lost right now. My penis is, it, is your penis. I can see both sides. <laughs> my penis is your penis, and your penis is not enormous. That is... So I don't have an enormous penis in my crotch and in my onesie, but your penis is just... It's fine, you know? Your pee is fine. <laughs> she's... It sounds like she's talking down to me, but I will humbly say... I am, about to, I am about to. I am about to. I am about to. Straight man defend my penis on a podcast. <laughs> Madison, you are more than your penis. You also have things like personality. Yeah, I thought you were about to say you also have things like balls. <laughs> <laughs> you are having... more than your penis. You we're doing such a rap for straight. Such a bad rap for straight people. Stop talking about your penis. I am a well-rounded young man. <laughs> that sounds like something your mom says about you. He is a well-rounded young man. My penis Go is Max. a sphere. <laughs> is that what his mom was calling him about? Like, happy birthday. Listen, you have a pretty good penis. No. I need you. <laughs> and I have to say, I endow- you and you were well-endowed from the time you came out of the womb. I feel like I, oh God. I have a story that I'll share later, but I don't think it's appropriate for this recording <laughs> oh my god you are tantalizing the audience right now i think lucas i think you heard this story when you mm-hmm. came to our the second rooftop open mic we did and we all did the second okay. round of jokes i thought we we're gonna talk about it later okay we'll talk about it later never mind all right never okay mind. well now we're, we're just on the edge of our okay. yeah let's talk while you're in okay jeez i can't believe i'm gonna say this but uh when i was in college a female friend of my friend group asked for dick pics from all of my friends and she wanted to see who had the best just out of pure sport and i won so <gasps> i will defend my that's penis. a great story because, that's actually amazing lee, lee, lee talking to me like it's fine makes me feel like it's like oh that means i have like a little tiny penis and you're like it's fine no like, dude if you have a little tiny penis i'm gonna tell you you have a little tiny, tiny penis okay she she is blunt she would yeah. she blunt. would absolutely the first time you guys got together she would have been like that's too i'm sorry yeah, yeah i will let you know yeah. it's dude. Not just fine it is a competition of five people winning fine does five lee people, seem like the person who margin. would just like who would just like tell you whatever you want to hear? No, that's not okay, Lee. Okay, Maxim, actually, I'm just gonna start true. to call you in the future good sport. Good From sport. now on, you're <laughs> the good sport. I I have to when I'm feeling down, I have to talk Lee into giving me compliments sometimes. I'm just like, Aww. just tell me I'm funny, just tell me I matter, please. Like <laughs> and then she does. But not I don't ask for that all the time. Only sometimes. This is actually a good transition into yes. self-perception corner. Absolutely. I'm so glad. So, okay. do you, you guys, guys have heard this. Do you guys know the format? Okay. Yes. So, how do you think you, you are perceived uh, by other people? All right. The library is open. Lee? The library is you open. You go first. Me go first? <laughs> Ugh. I just talked a bunch. Okay. I guess. I have a good pee-pee. <laughs> 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 I I think um like to people I know I think I'm perceived as a very caring like 
open, friendly person who is very, like, supportive. And um, I think, though, also, I give off the air of being kind of more distant. Like, I kind of have, a like, when I talk to people in, like, group situations, sometimes at a party I'll talk to someone for a little bit, and then I'll just kind of let it die down because I don't want to overwhelm them. And then I come off as awkward or standoffish, but I don't know if that's just me reading too far into the situation. Yeah, that's just you. So, yeah. And then, like, I, I'm i sure, like, as creatives, I feel like we all have this voice in our head that's like, you're nobody, you're nothing, none of your projects matter, nothing is going to be a success. And that's, like, that's like the, the evil side of of like my self-consciousness that's like you're weird you're uncomfortable like people don't like you you're not gonna make it and that's kind of you know like if if i had to do that challenge on drag race where it's like do drag for your positive voice and do drag for your negative self voice that would be the negative self voice it's like you're nothing all your projects suck your people is just okay (laughs) (laughs) so that's yeah (laughs) I guess that's my self-perception. I like. I just feel like it's a bounce between like, I know I'm a good friend and I'm a good person for a lot of people, but the flip side of that is like, but do I really matter? Am I just like weird out here and just not? I don't know. That's Maxim's existential crisis for today. Sorry, interesting. So, sorry, mm. is that me? No, it's okay. You're good. Okay. No, it's good. Lee, Lee roasts that- me. Re- re- Lee. Our whole relationship, she just roasts me and then goes, is that mean? She just follows me around <laughs> going, was that mean? Is that mean? I'm sorry. Is that mean? <laughs> I can picture that very easily. That is so cute. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Um, Gabby, Maxim, wanna, yeah. I think I think that's, yeah, I'm going to go first because I know you slightly less well than Lucas does. Um I think that's interesting that you say that because I feel like when I first met you, you kind of seem like the person who like what you see is what you get. Like you seem like kind of open and like, so it kind of matches what you said. Mm -hmm. You seem very open, pretty honest. Like you're just like a guy who's here to have fun and make people happy, make people laugh. But then I feel like as I got to know you slightly, like I do see like you, you are sometimes self-conscious, but not in a way where it's like, oh, I'm cringing because you're so self-conscious. Yeah. It's like, I feel like you, I see in you like a desire to be good. Yeah. And a, like, not like a comedy or whatever, but a desire to just be a good person. Yeah. Oh my God. My background's like crazy. Yeah. Right <laughs> you're uh, disappearing at the Indian restaurant. <laughs> Gabby. <laughs> my voice is just going to fade away. But yeah, it's like, I see you as someone who um, takes a lot of care into how he is and maybe how he's perceived. Um, maybe not in necessarily always like a self-conscious way, but just in a way where it's like, I, I hope this person doesn't think I'm being rude or, or coming off that way. And I just hope you know that you, you never are. Okay. Like you're always just mm. coming off as just like a nice guy. Okay. You know? That's such a relief to hear. <laughs> Cause I, I, I feel like I do care about what people think of me because I, Okay. Throughout, like, elementary, middle, and high school, I had a a lot of, like, trauma happen. Like, a Mm -hmm. lot of weird situations growing up. And I felt, like, for me, I kind of retreated into, like, like playing a lot of video games. And I listened to, like, a lot of, like, really heavy music. And, like, when I was in high school, like, I was so into metal. 
And for me, metal for a lot of people, especially like extreme metal, like like black metal and grindcore and stuff, they at that age especially they're like that's just fucking weird. But for me, I'm like this is just art. Like, are you scared of just art? It's all theatrics. Like, it doesn't matter. Mm. But because I was always wearing band shirts and like into like weird crazy shit, I always felt like like in hindsight it's like i excluded myself from everyone else because i was like this is just art why do you care like i'm just the same person this is just what i like but in actuality when people see you and they see you wearing some gory ass like band shirt they're less likely to want to just talk to you they don't perceive you as like an emotionally Mm. intelligent person and that took me a long time to figure out so like i had a lot of very like weird cringy trying to find myself stuff happen and it wasn't until I was like probably 20, 21 that I kind of was like, or maybe even younger, maybe like 20, that I kind of emerged as the person I am now. So I look back on like mm. my growing up like weirdness and uncomfortability with myself and how people perceived me. And like, I'm, I like overcorrect, I think. <laughs> mm. Show him more validation and recognition, people. <laughs> <laughs> So if I may chime in, something that I something that I really that I initially thought, but it became more and more solidified is that you are someone that very much I think you see yourself as something as part of something much larger. And you I think a large part of your energy is devoted to serving the people around you. Yeah. And Lee Lee always tells me I'd be a good communist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. You'd be a great cog in the machine is what I'm saying. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, you are, it's very, this this is going to sound weird, but like my grandmother, her whole life, no, I'm I'm promise, I'm promise you this is, it's going to come out worse than it's in my head. But um, (laughs) my grand, my grandmother was constantly a host and she was, like she was evacuated, like you know, uh, Chronicles of Narnia, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Those kids that were evacuated in World War II. That was my mom, my, my grandmother. She was evacuated in World War II, mm-hmm. but she was always taking care of kids around her. She then had four kids, and just like the, her whole life, she was just always in the role of taking care of people, being a good host, providing a place to stay for people that maybe were down on their luck. And I see just like a similar spark of that energy, and you always oh, trying to like provide a a nice environment for people to feel safe and comfortable and cheerful in yeah i Mm. that's definitely like accurate and what what's hard is like balancing the outward energy versus the inward energy like giving others and giving to yourself because like sometimes when you don't give to yourself enough you start to feel a little bit resentment that you've given so much to other people and you don't feel that coming back sometimes and that's not Mm -hmm. something i harbor like it's just like where where do I draw this line to take care of myself and like I don't know, but yeah I I'm very much like I went through a lot of hard times like growing up, and my whole thing was like keep myself together so I can like respond to a situation whatever happens like I'm the type of person if you call me at two in the morning I will answer and drop everything for whatever you need like I always text back as soon as possible like. It's it's like such a survival type instinct and like we were like pretty poor for a long time and one of my goals in life was like I'm going to be financially st- stable because like it's safe. And like I read something uh I was reading about Teddy Roosevelt 
on like Wikipedia, and then I know it's going on too long. We'll move on. But Teddy Roosevelt subscribed to something. It's a philosophy that was called muscular Christianity. And I was like, what the hell is that? So I read on it. And it's actually a cool philosophy because it fundamentally comes down to how can you feed the poor if you have no resources and how can you help the weak if you're not strong? So like if you Mm. invest in yourself and your own like capability, you can better serve others. And I really like that. Wow. That's wonderful. that, That makes a lot of sense. That's just that sounds very, very healthy. That's kind that. of like a, a boiled down way of being like you can't love other people if you don't love yourself. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. like when you're on a plane, if you cannot put the the mask on yourself first, how do you take care of the baby yeah, next yeah, to yeah. you? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Now, All right, Lee, Lee, you go. Yeah. Oh Lee. boy, Lee. I'm <laughs> so excited. Yeah. I honestly don't know how other people see me. That's <laughs> <laughs> how do you perceive yourself? <laughs> I perceive I perceive myself as a very mean person, <laughs> and I I've been told I've been told by a a vet uh, that he's like you look you are very intimidating you know that right I'm like you were in the military dude I'm five I'm almost five five <laughs> you think I'm intimidating so uh, people told me that and. But on the other hand, Anya also told me she's like, "You're you're just like a white fluffy cat." I'm like, "That's two very different perspectives." But I think I'm a I'm the kind of person like I see myself as a perfect perfect reflection on the person I'm dealing with. If you're a good person, you're gonna see my nice side. I'm gonna show you. Mm. I'm like, cause you're great. You deserve to be treated with respect and admiration and love. If you're an asshole, I'm gonna show you my the the side I like better. <laughs> like, <laughs> I prefer, I'm gonna show you the side that I prefer to be actually. She she likes to have a release for all that pent up asshole energy. If someone comes at her, she's like everyone oh like yeah, just like because I don't start drama. Like, I mm-hmm. don't start bullshit. But somehow, every once in a while, somebody just, just like, become an asshole to me. I'm like, you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't take bullshit like this. Let's go. I enjoy this. You're gonna. So that's me. But you guys are great. I love you guys. You guys are just, like, cutest two people. So. Oh, thanks. Aww. Thank you. But I, uh, I don't know how other people <laughs> see me. That's so funny to me, because to me, you seem like exactly the kind of person who wouldn't know how people see you, which is what I admire so much about you. I feel like you walk through the world and you you just genuinely don't give a fuck. You're like, people like me, they like me. And if they don't, they don't. And it's very enviable. It's very enviable. I think that's probably what that guy meant by intimidating, because I don't think you're like you're genuinely intimidating. I feel like the first time I met you, I actually felt very like warm feeling from you of like this person really wants to listen and this person really cares. But what's intimidating about you is how much, like, you know, I think there is a certain, uh, not to dive into, like, deeper philosophies of social interaction, but there's a certain thing in the world that, like, what what anyone who is a bully would pick up on is the desire in people to be liked. And that's the weakness. Mm. I don't think it's an actual weakness, but that's what people perceive as a weakness. Mm -hmm. And they go, okay, I'm going to exploit that as much as I possibly can. 
in whatever way I can. And when someone is immune to that and they don't have that to exploit, they're invincible socially. No one can no one can get a person who doesn't give a fuck. And I really just have always perceived you as someone who does not give a fuck. Thank you. In the best possible way. I don't yeah. give a fuck about people who I care about. Like I care about how Maxim sees me. I care about how Lucas and Gabby sees me. I care mm-hmm. about how Alex Kim, Chris Schur, my friends, I care about how they see me. But because I know I always surround myself with really good people. I don't know what kind of person I am, but I know I surround myself with great people. So, like, if you if I don't like you, it probably like, I probably have some reflection to do on myself, but you probably should do the same, too, because like, yeah. And I try to be as good a person can be to people who I think who do deserve goodness, kindness, and warmth. So when I try to be a, when I'm not being so nice to certain people, I don't feel bad about it. It's, it's incredible. Mm. It's really a great treat. <laughs> Yeah, all I can say about you, Lee, is that I think you is just like one of the most generous people I know. That's oh, all I can say. You. And that you have the kind of... It's kind of like what Gabby said, like you just don't give a fuck about people, is that you have the energy I wish I could have sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And that's for real. Yeah, like you... when people pull bullshit at mics, I feel like it's yeah. just Lee, Lee who comes in first to, you to, are, to stop it. You are genuine at all costs, and that is something yeah. that's very difficult to do. I, I like I want to be brave and stand up to people, but sometimes I find it very difficult because it's like super difficult. Yeah. yeah, it's just so. Just why can't people n- choose not to be shitty on their own accord? But, but in, in the absence of that, you do have to stand up for yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's also one thing I really. I want to be somebody like Sharia. Mm, you know, don't we all? She, yeah, yeah <laughs> oh, she. Yes, we do. She doesn't tolerate <laughs> bullshit and. And she, she, but at the meantime, she's so reasonable. And if at a mm-hmm. mic or at a show, she will call people out in a very funny way, then people will understand and take her side and respect her for that. I'm like, that's the person I want to be. She, oh, yeah. There was one yeah. time at Brooklyn House of Comedy, a dude made a transphobic joke, and Sharia called it out as that's transphobic. And like, oh, she explained and to she, him. she explained to him while, while she's on stage why it was wrong. And he goes, oh, I, I guess you're right. And he just like, <gasps> wow. it, it was incredible. I was like, that was just like the ultimate like coup d'etat of like. <laughs> I'm like, just really shine your light on me, please. I saw Zuby do something like that on a mic too, which makes sense that they're, they're good friends. But like <laughs> uh, this guy went up at Eastville and he made a joke that was like, Oh, I'm from San Francisco. Now I live in Crown Heights, so it's like I did a reverse Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And then Zuby went up and goes, "Damn, homie, that's gentrification. That's what you said." <laughs> oh, that's perfect. And the room fucking exploded. Oh, so that's good. amazing. I, I gotta channel that energy. So well. So oh, yeah. No, go, go ahead. Since you guys did your self perceptions on your first episode of this. Can we tell you things we like about you? Yeah, okay. you can also say things you don't like about us. Yeah. You can say anything you want. All right. Lee, let's Be like, Lucas, Gabby. stop committing genocide. Jesus Christ. Just like... <laughs> 
I've tried to tell him for years. He doesn't listen. <laughs> Do you want to go first? Okay. Um, I guess we'll start with Gabby because we're okay. we're less yeah. acquainted. I'll be right back. Okay. I do do forgive me. I think someone might be knocking on my door. Just one sec. It's the police. It's the fuzz. <laughs> being like, stop committing genocide, Lucas. <laughs> I am once again asking. We understand, sir, that you are harboring an illegal meerkat in this apartment. <laughs> and that this meerkat is very judgmental. <laughs> very judgmental, nosy meerkat. <laughs> this meerkat is always commenting on teenagers' drama. I mean, get over your, Get a job, you know? <laughs> oh, here he comes. Uh, Here he comes. Okay. So I guess, Gabby, like, the first time I, like, met you was through your uh, Anne Hathaway Presents mic. Mm. And when I first did it, Lee got me to do it. And I was honestly a a little intimidated, like, not by you, but just by the fact that it's, like, a more LGBT, like, leaning mm-hmm. Mike and I came in I'm sure. like just like a white straight dude and I went at the end and I'm like oh man I hope these people like me because I don't like <laughs> but like you and Aaron were just always so fun and I was just like these are like really good people like you can just tell right away that it's like oh these are very kind people and you're like I think zoom comedy is kind of terrible we all do, but your PowerPoint presentations always had me dying. Like you yes. were so good at those and it was so funny. And I think now, now that we kind of know you better and we listen to the podcast and stuff, like I just think of you as such like a bright, warm person. Like you're just so happy. Like it's just like has Gabby done anything wrong in her entire life? Like that's I have many things <laughs> <laughs> wrong. A lot of things. That is so sweet though. But yeah. I love I that. That was it, lovely. I think you meet all three criteria. You're kind, you're genuine, and you're funny. So Fuck yeah. <laughs> Gabby, you're like a glass of warm orange juice in the morning. Whoa. It's, yeah. Is orange juice supposed to be? No, warm? but <laughs> That's my but question. it's really good when it's warm. It's it's. Like, I didn't know that actually. <laughs> it's just like hot apple cider, but it's orange juice, not Ooh, super okay. hot. But it's like, let's say sixty-five Celsius. Mm-hmm. That's that's isn't like, that like 120 Fahrenheit. I don't know. No, that. that's like <laughs> like eighty, like Wait, sixty-five Celsius, like. I pull out a calculator. It doesn't Times matter. two at thirty. It's like forty seconds in the microwave. It's not boiling. Okay. Yeah, it's not no. boiling, but it's like warm enough to warm you up in the morning. Anyway, this is about okay. Gabby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we digress. But and you're just so cute, you know. And like I told you last time, like if. Like the other day, we were talking about which comedians look delicious if we eat people. <laughs> you are very. I'm like Gabby. She she just looks so delicious. Like you're so you have a delicious soul. If I was a demon that eats people, mm. <laughs> I wish you were. You have a, <laughs> just so delightful. Just ah, uh, 
Oh, They're you so guys happy. are so sweet. And I love this lavishing. It's that it's funny because I don't I don't know that I consider myself like actually a happy person. There's a lot I have like existential dread about, but I do like pleasure. You know? <laughs> I like to... Your hedonism bot from Futurama. I love it. I like to I like to eat good food. I like to, you know, have good sex. I like to do open mics and make people laugh. I definitely am a person who aspires for pleasure. So I'm glad that that comes across in a way that isn't just like this fucking hedonist bitch. Like, you know? No, I think when you walk into a room, you're just like, you're just like sunshine. Like, you're just yeah. like, yay, Gabby's here. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you show up with a full face protector shield, gloves, and That was great. Well, that, that, was was, that was at, like, the height of COVID. <laughs> I hadn't been outside. You know, it was, like, yeah. like, really in a real... And we didn't know how safe the outside was. So I went to that show, and I was like, <laughs> I guess a shield would be the extra layer of protection. As it turned out... I didn't need it, but it was helpful for when it started pouring yeah. down rain. That was hilarious. That was absolutely hilarious. Because it was the way that ended was with Anya Jones doing stand up under a tree, rain pouring on us. Oh, it was and yeah. a very and a very sweet Hispanic family who didn't have anything to do with the stand up show, just sheltering under the tree as well. Yeah. It was the funniest thing. I'll never forget that show. <laughs> so was that the first of those outdoor shows? No, or the second? Or the second or third, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, so funny. It was so. It was great. All right, now. All right, what do you guys think of Lucas? Lucas, do you want to go first, Lee? You go first. Okay. <laughs> Lucas, I think one thing I like. We maybe spoke briefly at an open mic but then we met you on that train with your actor friend that one day yeah amanda yeah and when i first saw you at eastville i thought oh my god this dude is so fucking funny i don't know how like i don't know how i'm gonna talk to this person or be that funny and then when i met you on the train i was like oh my god he's so friendly and so genuine and so nice it was like a huge like release it was like yes like this is such a relief because now I'm friends with Lucas Arnold. It's so cool. And you're so you're so fun and you're great to hang out with in a group and like you have a good give and take to conversations and like the energy of a room. And you're just so interesting too. Like I like you're okay, let me start with this. For being a TikTok star, you are extremely humble, and I, I love it because it didn't get to your head. And I know we talked about your egotistical moment <laughs> earlier, but yeah. you're you're still cool. You don't think you're better than anyone. And I'm better than oh, that girl in the park, though. I'm yeah, better yeah. than her. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's way, way below. <laughs> and you're just so interesting. You're a blue check. <laughs> exactly. You just You just have, like, interesting life experience and interesting, like, take on things. Like you're just as interesting as you think you are and you don't have to worry about people not thinking you're interesting because you are and that comes across very clearly and oh, finally wow. i will end this with a little bit of a roast after you being on my podcast me listening to your podcast and hanging out with you hundreds of times yes we all know that you wanted to eat bugs as an adult and you did and you enjoyed it we all know you wanted to eat the bugs yeah 
That's not a roast. The only roast That's was the delicious true. crickets that were dry roasted and flavored with chili powder. They were delicious. Oh, that sounds good. I just like. They were amazing. In, in 2030, we're all going to be eating things out of cricket flour. That's yeah. just the truth. I cannot wait. I'm ready for it. And, uh, I agree. When they eat like the stuff they say is gross on Survivor, I'm like, give me that shit. That looks amazing. But I'm like, <laughs> that one fact about you, Lucas, I'm like, if he ever had an auto, if he ever wrote an autobiography in his age, 80s, it would start with one day I wanted to eat bugs. <laughs> no, it will start with when I was four. I told my mom, when I grow up, I want nothing but two things fortune and fame. <laughs> <laughs> it will start with that. That that's a true story. That when I was when my mom said when you were four, uh, I was giving you a bath, and we had a lot of deep conversations in the bath. <laughs> that's, how she, that's how she started it, and she and she said that I said, uh, "Mom, I want two things in life: fame and fortune." <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, when I was like in fifth grade, I wrote this uh, this little like. Uh, bio for myself because we all had to do it for the fifth grade play to hang it up outside the theater and I wrote the stage is my bread and butter this is my time whoa <laughs> Gabby <laughs> <gasps> oh that made me so uh, happy holy shit <laughs> alright Lee tell us what you what you like or hate about Lucas because we can do anything we can do anything okay uh, what do I want to start with I like how anal Lucas is about manners. <laughs> it's just like I just I just love it, you know, because like I don't know about because I I really appreciate when people are anal about their manners, so I can use how they behave to check on myself. So it's like mm. a human mirror. And Lucas is so punctual. Lucas is. What like Lucas is the most punctual person I've ever met, and it's just like it's just like he just it's just so great, and I feel bad because I'm always late. And Lucas is a person I know I can trust Lucas as a friend mm -hmm. if I need something if I'm in some kind of emergency. Lucas is that friend I know I can just like would you help me with this. And he also knows I trust him, and he would appreciate my trust. And I know I can I can just count on him. Lucas, you're like that friend to me. Oh wow, that's, yeah, that's very high praise. When, yeah, what else? You're when we, funny. When we go to do stuff, it's like, my part on, to tell quick, Lucas quick, about good things. I'm gonna I'm gonna add a tag. When when Lucas, when we go to do things and you are end up being at the same place coincidentally, it's like, oh yes, Lucas is here. Like I feel the same way about Lucas. Actually, it's like a, oh. you're, you're like the you're like a safe home base as a person. That makes even me when very we happy. didn't know each other that well, like Lucas, I feel you and I. I feel like we first met at Eastville and we just had like a long conversation, and I was just like, I feel comfortable now. That yes, this dude is yeah, here. yeah, yeah. It was very, like, it was very instant. This guy's here. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was super instant with us. Yeah. We fell in love. We did. Soulmates. Yeah. And Lucas is so humble. He's not, like, I think you're humble. It's just like, it's not like, it's not about how much TikTok follow, how many TikTok followers you have. It's just like, you're so talented. Did he hide his face because he's squashing? <laughs> <laughs> 
You're no, my 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 iPad said, "Oh, you're on ten percent." By the way, I was okay. like, "Okay, you're so talented, but you're not cocky about it. Like you have talent. Like people would like you. You see all those artists in Bushwick. Like yes, though they are talented, but they're so cocky, they're like so pretentious. You're just so humble, so down to the earth, such a lovable person. Without there's another thing I want. Oh, and I just really like to tell Lucas like. Really big compliments because I know he doesn't take compliments well. So I just like I just like <laughs> regularly. I, we really got ourselves into this is... quite a doozy with this pod. Yeah, I really <laughs> like. How do you feel perceived? <laughs> <laughs> I I shower Lucas with like compliments a lot because I know he doesn't take it well. I'm like, don't no, take it. Like that, you deserve this. It's like I do this to Lucas and Alex Kim. Sometimes Chris oh, yeah, sure. He hates compliments. <laughs> yeah, I just like oh, having so great. You guys are great, Lucas. You're such a good person. Oh my god, you guys are the best. You are. It's very true. This was a heartwarming. This episode. is very Thank heartwarming. Thank you guys for being on. Thank you, Thank Thank you guys so us. much. And now you get to indulge in some shameless self promotion. It's like you've eaten yes. a delicious meal that was very healthy, and now you get to indulge in some caloric self-promotion dessert and now take an espresso straight into the into the veins let's do it just <laughs> go first okay yes plug and promote anything you like okay so i have 1300 projects and i'm going to list them all in alphabetical order <laughs> good no okay good. so uh uh check out my podcast it's called don't quit your day job it has the white cover with the pink letters um there's a couple podcasts that have the same name i did not realize that when i made it and <laughs> but uh on my podcast i interview people about their creative passions and it's very it's like an open interview it's a lot of fun i meet some people with some great stories and like cool things per pertaining to the thing they love to do in life that isn't work or like sometimes is work um, Lucas was on there uh, as episode two. I'm Gabby. You're on my list. I'm coordinating. I'm. I've got a lineup. You know what? It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you. It's okay. I'm kidding. I'm. I'm playing. I'm playing. But, it's okay. Yeah. So check that out. It's available on all platforms. And uh, follow me on Twitter at Maxim of Allen. Uh, definitely follow me on Twitter. I just hit a thousand followers. Some kind of a big deal. <laughs> But yeah, check me out. And then uh, Lee and I, we do, um, we have a comedy production thing called Little Panda Productions. You can find us on Instagram. Uh, we're kind of in limbo with our show that we're doing right now, but we will be doing comedy shows in the future. So check it out and come to our shows. Buy tickets, please. Okay, just follow me on Instagram. I want Pomeranians. And I share cute, I repost cute puppy videos and pictures every day you're gonna love it and, and occasional I, open mic drama <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. and i don't post selfies so you won't see my stupid face all over my page it's gonna be all real content not real content but you won't be annoyed it's gonna be fun just follow me on instagram <laughs> i want palm radiance i love dogs follow her on instagram you won't be annoyed <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll end what a tepid compliment yeah thank you guys so much we are you two guys... nosy meerkats see you next episode thank you thank you to lee and maxim again. you guys are so much fun thank you for having us thank you for having yes. us that awesome and that is cut oh my god that was so fun Woohoo!